You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Calm Cove podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds, like ocean waves and crackling fires. All of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast. Calm Cove is brought to you by the team behind Sleep Cove, the sleep podcast that consists of spoken word hypnosis, meditation and stories. So if you want to listen to a beautiful soundscape tonight, search for Calm Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night. Welcome to A Mindful Moment. We're very grateful that you've returned or joined us for the first time. While most of us feel we're doing pretty well just to survive these days, we want you to thrive. We really want to help you tap into your full potential, and that starts with a foundation in mindfulness. Mindfulness improves your mental, emotional, and physical well-being. The key to becoming more mindful is simply practice. We hope this podcast will provide you with knowledge, inspiration, and motivation. You can live a better life and will help you discover how along the way. So let's get started. A couple of weeks ago, an argument was presented before the United States Court of Appeals. A lawyer representing the United States explained to a panel of Ninth Circuit judges that it is, quote, safe and sanitary to confine immigrant children in facilities without soap or toothbrushes and to make them sleep on concrete floors under bright lights. There was immediate widespread outrage from the public on social media, which in turn caused the 24-hour news cycle to pick it up, and it quickly became a flashpoint of political discourse. But this is not a political issue. While this latest court argument was conducted under the Trump administration, it began under the Obama administration. It's not a Democratic or Republican issue. It's a humane issue that has been lost due to the divisiveness that plagues this country now. Legal or illegal, these are children, and as a society that used to highly value protecting children, we've sunk to treating them more inhumanely than we treat animals in a shelter. And that's what makes this today's mindless moment. I don't know anyone who consciously wants to make children suffer, but we become mindless when we ignore the suffering of others. Mindfulness is awareness of what's happening within us and around us and includes increasing our empathy and compassion. We can't do that if we deflect every reality into a pro-Trump, anti-Trump rallying call. Children are suffering through no fault of their own, and we will not be able to find a solution to this problem through angry division and political rhetoric. That holds true for all of our big problems today. We can't resolve issues through hatred. We need compassion, empathy, mental clarity, creativity, and hope. Then we can do anything together. 
If you're like me and don't watch the news but selectively read it, as you scanned the article headlines in the last week, you might have seen the term McMindfulness. While not a new label, it has resurfaced recently due to the release of a new book on the subject. I have not read that book, but did read several articles on the topic and wanted to talk about it today because accusing people of practicing the fast food version of mindfulness is a clear judgment, while mindfulness is non-judgmental. That kind of got my head spinning. Are the mindful people judging others really mindful? I can't say without judging. Mindfulness meditation can be considered the awareness training we need in order to become more mindful. It's not the only way to be mindful, but because our egos and our constant stream of thoughts are so powerful, it is, in my opinion, the most effective way to learn to settle your brain down and to connect mind and body. Mindfulness meditation's goal isn't even to settle down the brain, but to learn to observe our stream of thoughts without attaching to them, recognizing that we are not our thoughts. The most immediate benefits of mindfulness meditation, however, include feeling less stressed and more relaxed. And for some people, that's as far as they want to go, which is, of course, their choice. But mindfulness is an ancient practice based in spiritual origins that aims to wake up our minds to the suffering we inflict on ourselves and others. Through cultivating more compassion, mindfulness can lead to improving conditions both internally and externally. It was not originally developed as a self-help tool for stress reduction. It just happens to be a good tool to do just that which John Kabat-Zinn discovered decades ago, and then developed mindfulness-based stress reduction, which is an eight-week course that has become an evidence-based practice for improving emotional, mental, and physical well-being. Critics accusing others of practicing McMindfulness are dismayed by the commercialization of the practice in today's world. There are over 20 mindfulness apps on the market now and more in production. Almost every large company in the country is providing mindfulness training for their employees because some studies show that mindfulness improves productivity. Mindfulness has become a fad, and lots of folks are finding ways to make money from it. All I can really say in response to this is that we live in a capitalistic society, so of course people are going to try to find a way to make money off of something that has become popular. We are a world of consumers and have been for some time. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter. The more people who practice mindfulness in any form, the better for all of us. In the book Altered Traits by Daniel Goleman and Richard Davidson, the authors describe the two paths of meditation. One is wide and one is deep. I associate McMindfulness with the wide path of meditation, which includes many of the same meditation practices as traditional mindfulness, but removes all spiritual context and is much more user-friendly, such as mindfulness-based stress reduction. It also includes watered-down versions of meditation, such as phone apps, two-minute meditations, etc., if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that it ends each week with a two- to three-minute meditation. My intention is not to teach McMindfulness. It's to introduce people to the concept and experience of meditation. While I hope that some listeners practice that short meditation and then use it to grow a mindfulness practice, meditating longer and deeper, if the short version helps someone relax and get centered, what's wrong with that? Critics claim that this is a self-absorbed practice that doesn't reduce the suffering of others, only ourselves. But I think that if everyone were calmer and more relaxed, that still contributes to the greater good. Andy Pudicombe was a monk for many years, and when he returned to modern civilization, developed the meditation app Headspace. I sincerely doubt that he did that just to make a buck. 
He wanted to spread mindfulness, and in our chaotic, frantic, constantly rushed society, recognized that it had to be in a form that was quick, painless, and digital in order to attract an audience. Headspace is wildly popular, and although there is a free version, there is also more content for cash. Why shouldn't he make money for educating millions of people about mindfulness? We don't criticize companies that make cars, furniture, and widgets, nor auto mechanics, doctors, and hairdressers for charging for their products and services. But we seem to find disdain for people who are in the helping fields that charge for their products and services. This even extends out to teachers and nurses. Evidently, people who want to help other people aren't sincere if they ask to be paid for it, which of course is ridiculous. For those who practice meditation at a deep level, it can be absolutely life-altering. But I don't recommend going deep for many of my clients in my personal practice. Deep meditation is not all happy puppies and rainbows for people who have suffered severe trauma or who have unresolved mental or emotional issues. Deep meditation can sometimes be quite disturbing. It's important to remember that when we deeply meditate, we are tapping into something we don't fully understand. Just this week, there was another debate bubbling in the news about whether consciousness even exists. But there's something in there which many of us have tapped into with mixed results. It can be a beautiful experience, but it can also be distressing. Which leads us back around to mindfulness. Mindfulness is a practice, not a product. I believe in starting small and slowly expanding, becoming more aware of our thoughts and feelings up to the point that we feel too much discomfort. At that point, we can consider seeking out an expert teacher, or we can stay at that same level until we feel ready to go further, or not. But as mindfulness teaches us, there is no right or wrong. Mindfulness may aim to make the world a better place, but if a short meditation helps us feel better, we're going to be kinder to others, at least for a little while, and I see nothing wrong with that. If buying and using a phone app helps us remember to be more aware, yay for apps! If wearing meditation beads or crystals remind us to be mindful, by all means, buy the beads or crystals. Mindfulness and meditation have many levels, not one size fits all. And in a world full of constant suffering and distractions, anything that helps us grow our mindfulness practice, including McMindfulness, can only be helping us move in the right direction. Let's take a few minutes to calm our minds and bodies and work on our judgmental thoughts. We all have them. It's part of the human condition, but we can learn to lessen them. Close your eyes and place your feet flat on the floor. Take in a deep breath through the nose and exhale through the mouth, sighing with relief on the out-breath. Release any judgmental thoughts you might be holding on to right now. Breathing in, bring in any recent judgments to mind, and then visualize blowing them out as you exhale. Breathing in, focusing on judgments, releasing them as you breathe out. No one wakes up in the morning hoping to be unkind or to cause suffering. Anyone causing suffering is simply struggling to adapt to their circumstances in life. Send compassionate thoughts to this person. Release judgment by understanding that this person is doing the best they can, even if you have allowed them to disturb your own peace. Breathing in awareness of our judgments. 
breathing out the judgments. Breathing in acceptance that we are all doing the best we can. Breathing out thoughts of judgments about people who are not giving us what we need in a certain moment. Breathing in. Breathing out. Continue breathing normally, releasing judgments or simply focusing on the breath. Anytime the mind wanders to something else, bring your attention back to your breath. Slowly return to your surroundings, opening your eyes and noticing how you feel. For the rest of the day, simply notice when you are judging. When you notice that you are being judgmental, simply say judging to yourself. There's no need to change any behavior. Simply notice the thought and label it. You may be dismayed by how many judgmental thoughts you have, but they are normal. By noticing and labeling those thoughts as judging, you will reduce those types of thoughts over time. Life offers too many rich opportunities to just survive it. Our intention is to support you in thriving through a life of purpose and meaning. Until next time, remember to be mindful. Subscribe to A Mindful Moment on iTunes in English or Spanish. Follow us at Work to Live Productions. Please rate us to let us know if this podcast is helpful to you. A Mindful Moment is hosted and produced by Teresa McKee. The Spanish version is translated and recorded by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll by Josh Kirsch, MediaWrite Productions. Meditation music, Shattered Paths by Akash Gandhi.